Aloha everyone. Welcome to Hawaii Abroad Audio Podcast. This is a place where you can listen, learn, and understand Hawaii's people and its place. I'm your host, Auntie Max. And on this show, I release two episodes each week. Topics on Mondays, which I call Mana'o Monday, shares Hawaiian culture lessons. And on Fridays, which I call Aloha Friday, I highlight former Hawaii residents by talking story with them about their relocation journey and experiences. My goal is to share the stories so we can all learn about each other and understand the different situations because the more we know, the more we grow. Today I'm talking story with a native Hawaiian born and raised in Waimanalo Homestead who graduated from Kailua High School and played music practically all his life. He's now living in Fremont, California, and I'm going to allow him to start by introducing himself and sharing his background. Then we'll talk story more about his journey. So let's get started. Hui, aloha po mai kai, mahalo for being here. Max, how are you? I'm good, my kai. Mahalo so much for joining me today. Hey, you're, you're um, welcome. For, thank you for having so, me. So, oh yes, yes, of course. So let's just get right into it. Can you start with, um, just share with us a little bit about you. Tell us where you're originally from, where you reside now, and how you became a resident of Fremont, California. Okay. Um, aloha. My name is John David Pomaikai Andre Puli. Um, I go by JD or Pomaikai. Um, born and raised in Waimanalo on Oahu. Went to Kailua High School, graduated in 2004. Ended up moving away to college here in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. To a small school called Menlo College. It's in Atherton, California. Um, I went to school there from 2004 to 2008. Got my bachelor's degree in me- um, mass communications. Concentration in media studies. And ever since then, I've been uh, living in California. Um, working and playing music, Hawaiian music mainly, um, I did reggae too, and that went other genres, but that's that's how I relocated, and uh, I lived in Atherton, California, Hayward, California, and now in Fremont, California for almost six years. Um, it's all in the San Francisco Bay Area, all of it about 30, 35 minutes away from San Francisco. Um, I enjoy living here. Um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> My kai. So I was wondering, how was that relocation process? I mean, what type of <laughs> services did you have to use, like moving companies or shipping, your flights, and so on? So back then, um, I remember it um, just like it was yesterday, August 2nd. It was a Friday night. Me and my mom and my roommate was also my classmate and teammate from Kailo High School. Um, we all flew out on ATA, American Trans Air, not around anymore. But mm-hmm. uh, we flew up and didn't come with much from home. Um, I did not want to leave Hawaii. I was crying like a big baby, 330 pounds of me, six foot three at the airport. I remember kissing my dad and, um, yeah, I remember that and just leaving on the plane. It's one, being a musician, I start to think of all these songs like Flying, or, um, <laughs> oh, what's the other song? 
There's another song for Sia Kia that I can't... Honolulu City Lights? Honolulu City Lights, yeah, from Kiola and Kapona Bima. There you go. Yeah, all those songs yeah. started coming in my head at that time, and I didn't want to leave, but um, took the leap of faith, and yeah, I'm still here, 18, almost 18 years later, a couple of weeks, like 18 years, and yeah, I didn't leave with much from Hawaii, um, went to Target to buy a lot of stuff, <laughs> um, beddings and uh, refrigerator hot plate that we're not supposed to have inside our dorms, but, you know, got to make spam, yeah, every now and then. But, um, yeah, that was a relocation, and after graduating, I ended up having a pretty good independent foothold here in the Bay Area. So uh, when I first moved on my own, it's actually me and my girlfriend, who's also from Hawaii, um, originally from Papakolea on Oahu, um, moved together. We're living together for eight years now, and yeah, most of the stuff it wasn't uh, it wasn't a planned move or planned long term stay. I've been singing the same story for years now. Yeah, maybe two more years of living in the mainland, they move home. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it, especially this being in a Hawaiian community with music and uh, working uh-huh. with a lot of halau. Um, it's like I'm at home, as you can tell. My my pigeon is still pretty strong. So nice. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the initial move for college. It was for football, then college. <laughs> yeah, so it was school and other opportunities yeah. mostly, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, well, since we're talking about you know going up there and about mm-hmm. Hawaii, I mean, is there what are some comparisons that you might have that you notice living? abroad living away from Hawaii compared to living at home you know just being in different mm-hmm. areas is there different things or similar that you um, can share oh yeah there's a lot like the cost of living here in the San Francisco Bay Area especially as you go south towards San Jose and the Silicon Valley it's very comparable like cost of living wise but the difference for Californians Californians, yeah, is the um, living wages. So, like, in different counties, there's different uh, minimum wage. So, we live in Alameda County. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the minimum wage is, but it's definitely higher than Hawaii. But if we go into Santa Clara County, where San Jose is, I think the best way I can uh, compare it is, um, so I used to work for Hawaiian Airlines. My girlfriend still works for Hawaiian Airlines. She works out of San Francisco Airport. I used to work out of Oakland. And at that time, the difference in wages was, I believe we were $14 back in 2014. fourteen forty-five. San Francisco was like 15 And then San, San Jose was like close to $18. Because all the tech companies, they drive up the cost of living. They drive up um, minimum wage. So I believe now, I want to say San Jose is close to, or if not, over $21 for a customer service agent for Hawaiian Airlines. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of see the, compare that to Hawaii. I know the minimum wage in Hawaii really low and hard for our uh, local people because I know in Hawaii a lot of local families moving away, hard to find it, find a, hard to make it in Hawaii without having multiple jobs. Um, another uh, difference I see, my favorite difference is the weather. It's uh, much cooler here in the Bay Area generally. Summertime temperatures, mid to upper 70s, and nighttime lows, upper 50s. 
Of course, winter time get colder, but I get my own uh, insulation, yeah, being 300 pounds <laughs> or, or more. So I I, 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 I I like that about the Bay Area, the cooler air, the cooler weather. You can actually use blanket nighttime, no need air condition. Um, shoot, what else from home? And How about I, the cost of living? The cost of living? Um, the only biggest difference I see is fresh produce is cheaper here. Um, even gas prices is more expensive here in the Bay Area than at least at least Oahu. I think it might be close to the same price in Maui. Because I know Maui is the most expensive here when it comes to gas in the state. Yeah. Um, but pretty much housing, like renting, buying homes is <clears throat> buying homes is around well, actually more, probably 1.2, 1.3 million medium costs. And I actually just had a friend that relocated back home to Hawaii. He was originally from Waipahu. And he moved back home to Hawaii. And he sold their asking price for their home here in Fremont. They were living in Fremont. It was like 1.75. And they ended up selling for just over $2 million. So Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy how this, especially with the pandemic, how it's changed everything, right? Um, at least as far as uh, goods, services, buying, selling, and cost and all that. So, yeah, when it comes to housing, it's very similar to Hawaii. I mean, you go <laughs> on studio, if you like go on studio generally in the Bay Area, thousand to 1,200, two bedrooms, maybe like 2,500. So it's uh, pretty high cost of living here in the, in the Bay Area. That's what I hear. California is pretty similar when it comes to the prices yeah. and Hawaii's price is yeah. pretty similar. Yeah. So just the difference wow. is the the wages. That's the that's what helps in California. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How about the Hawaiian community? How is it up there? Um it's it's huge. Um been able been blessed with the talent to play Hawaiian music, so Shoot, I gig very often. I mean, especially this year, I've just been putting myself out there more, um, whether as a soloist or with my Hawaiian uh, trio quartet sometimes. Um, I also have a Ani Reggae band too. So, I mean, every weekend I'm around local people and then we've got big festivals, just like Vegas in the Bay Area. And um, even the hula competition, Yaoi Kala, which is the longest running hula competition outside of Mary Monarch, um, been able to play for that, geez, for like at least yeah, 2011 was the first time I played um, for Halal from Chino Hills, California, which is in Southern California. Uh, been able to work with a lot of Halal in the Bay Area. Halal Navai Ola from San Jose. The Academy of Hawaiian Arts, uh, Markeli Omalu. We played for them in 2019. And yeah, I mean, people ask me, oh, how is it like living in California and like, if you're looking for something to buy from Hawaii, it's hard not to find it nowadays. I mean, yeah. they get Asian stores, get the Hawaii type stores, and you can find fish, you can find um, lao lao, you can find luau leaf up here because uh, the Asian stores, they sell luau leaf. Um, poi, you can find, I mean, of course, it's going to be a little more expensive, but yeah, it's hard not to find. Hawaii stuff, snacks, lihimui, even though for a little bit of time that lihimui was illegal to sell in the state of California because of one <laughs> ingredient. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
hard not to find local people, Hawaiian people, and feel feel like at home. Like yesterday, we had one of the aunties passed away. Auntie Lynn Tilton, originally from Kelkaha, 90 years old, beautiful woman. Oh, don't miss that lady, but yeah, yesterday, like 200 Hawaiians over there celebrating her life and even the wow. even the paina after Hawaiian music, Hawaiian food. Um, I was wondering because Auntie Lynn always had one stash of opihi in the freezer. I went over there, hey, with OP. Auntie Lynn always bustled to OP. Like, <laughs> I think she took him home with her. I'm like, ah, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's always my concern about, you know, our people, where they are, how yeah. much people is in yeah. that, that area that you are yeah. in, how you perpetuate yeah. our culture. And yeah. it sounds to me like you've been doing a lot to help perpetuate, especially with yeah. your music. So Just try trying the best that, that, that we can. Um, it's interesting because the people, the ones that I play with, they're all, um, they're all Hawaiian, all of them. Part at least part Hawaiian, or um, not or, but um, they all were born in. One was born in Hawaii. The rest was born and raised up here. Um, one of them I always like to share this with everybody. But um, Kaluna Kamai Polair, he plays ukulele and guitar, and uh, both the bands that um, we're with, the Hawaiian one and the only reggae one. But his mom is pure Hawaiian, and it's you know talk about like the relocation here. So him. Evidently, in 2001 or 2002, New Year's, we was playing basketball together at Ololo Street in Waimanalo. I knew about the mom because I grew up with Kaluna. cousin in Waimanalo. Like Hanabara days, get into trouble, go beach, you know, Amara's calling us home when the lights, the street lights go on. Hey, did I forget home? And I knew there was up here, but it's just crazy that I get to make music with him and get a beautiful friendship uh, with him and his mom and his dad. And even uh, another uh, one that plays guitar with us, Kerry Camacho, beautiful slacky. I mean, anything. Like, you might have heard, I like to describe it, whether he, he might have heard a song once in his life. Once. And then I start playing like 10 seconds of the song. It comes to him, like the fingers start going and the melody of the song and everything starts going but him his mom is from Molokai dad is from Big Island he's um Portuguese Hawaiian um Plesaki guitar beautiful I mean the kind of, like make you think of Huyohana Akoletka Upana style of oh, guitar nice. that, yeah and whenever he playing with us I just feel I mean that's the music that my mom did used to listen to growing up I mean of course all the all the old school Hawaiian music but just that they used to enjoy Uncle Ned Ka'apana's bass playing, though, because my grandfather was a bass player. Mm. And um, my grandfather is uh, Albert Kalima Sr., Jesse Kalima's brother. So, oh. um, yeah, that's where the music comes from, the Kalima family. Yep. Yeah, my grandfather um, and his brothers, they were called the Thousand Pounds of Melody. And I would fit perfectly into that group as a trio. That's average 333 pounds per person. So I'm perfectly <laughs> right there. <laughs> It's um, a good one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And no, yeah, like I'm just fortunate to be able to meet Hawaiian people and play music with um, all these Hawaiians up here and perpetuate the culture, the language, the hula, everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. my cutty. I know what you mean because when because being a hula dancer all my life, mm-hmm. um, there is those songs that you know you hear and you just start your hands want to start moving. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, in my mind, I dancing the whole song. It depends where I am. You know, if I get <laughs> yeah, up and dance or not. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that oh, nahe nahe music. Yeah. I swear, yeah. I swear, my cutty. <laughs> so, um. Thank you for sharing some of your memories. I was yeah, just okay. wondering if if you want to share any fond memories and especially those memories that um from back home in Hawaii that you really miss and wish you could continue having those building those kind of memories I today. Think, <laughs> um the biggest thing the biggest memories that I miss is um my family, the ones that especially the ones that have passed. Um mm. my uncle Elvin and Auntie Alberta Kalima, they were big uh um, influences in my life as far as music goes. Um, they used to play um, six to seven nights a week. That was their full-time job, playing music at Hilo Hawaiian Hotel at the Minihune Lounge back in the 80s and in the early 90s they made the Waioli Lounge, which still is there today. But I used to look forward to going to Hilo. Um, Auntie used to live in Kelkaha and um, <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with Hilo Hawaiian Sunday brunch, but oh, it was... You get Hawaiian food, you get crab legs, you get omelet station, you get waffle station. But I used to look forward to going there to eat and just listening to my auntie then play music. I mean, I was like three, four, five, all the way up to like 12 years old, going into the bar, listening to music. And it wasn't a problem back then. I know. I mean, I know some, I mean, I know some places too, they let the kids come in. But that was just some of my fondest memories and the family get together is playing music and, um, I'm just so fortunate too to um like the Pahinuis, they were close mm-hmm. family friends with us, with the my mom them, most of like Uncle Cyril, Uncle Martin. They were classmates with uh Uncle Martin, he was the youngest. I think he was classmates with my uncle uh, my mom's brother under her. And then Uncle Cyril was my Uncle Van's classmate and they were super close. And just being able to call them as I was honing my craft of music here in California. That's where I really like honed it. I mean, I was playing in high school and all that, but I guess the time alone made me kind of mold to what I can do today. And I still, I'm still learning. I still like to learn. My mom, I think it's something from my, my parents. Um, I get tired of playing the same song. So when get people like challenging me to, oh, you should do this song. I'm like, okay, give me some time. Let me listen to it. Man. But, yeah, some of those yeah, some of those fondest memories is uh my family members that have passed and I'm the youngest cousin on both sides of my family. So I wish I was a little bit older because my mom, my family, my uncles and aunties they share stories of people like uh, Richard Cowhe. After my grandfather passed away, he came and played piano for hours. Um and even all the older time musicians, um, like Kui Lee legends in Hawaiian music. Just, you know, having them show up in our yard. Oh, it's because the, the house that my mom grew up in, the same house that we live, I, my mom has it today, Homestead. And um, just hearing those stories of those legends in Hawaiian music at the time was pretty incredible. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I was older just to experience that. My kai. So... Because you brought up the issue about homestead, you being raised yeah, in yeah, homestead. Yeah. 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 I know um, 
it's how was how do you feel about the situation with you know so much of our people um wanting to get homestead still on the list for years and years and never got it yeah and thankfully your ohana was fortunate yeah. enough to get a lot yeah how do you feel about that oh i wish i wish every hawaiian had land in hawaiian lands basically like uh um, brother Walter's song, Keep Hawaiian Lands in Hawaiian Hands. Um, right. And it's, 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 it's sad. I mean, I heard a stat from 20, it was late 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, I think they surveyed about a thousand people. And only 51% of them at that time in October 2020 was born in Hawaii. It blew my mind, but I also understood that because I know plenty. I mean, the more longer I stay up here in the mainland, I see them. Every place I go, I play music up and down the West Coast, Hawaiian people come up. But I, I, I can't imagine that that, that um, stat has probably dropped under 50%. It's It hurts, I mean, to see Hawaii, especially Kanaka Maoli living away from Hawaii, having to live away from Hawaii because they can't make it work in cost of living, you know, and then even sometimes our health services, yeah, make us, some of our local people move away because we don't have some of the services in Hawaii, but yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, it, it hurts. I mean, I hear you because housing is one of the biggest issues, the yeah, biggest yes, issues for yes, our people, yes. actually for everybody there. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so Homestead would absolutely help. But, you know, when I first started this project, Mm -hmm. um, I did some data research. And, yeah, when you were talking about 2020, that's when the the U.S. Census came out. And they did survey everybody throughout the nation, right? Yeah, yeah. And, unfortunately, when you look at that data, um, there's a lot of people living in Hawaii. Yeah. Over a million people. Yeah. But only 16, 1-6% of those people is Hawaiian. Yeah. But they... They grouped that 16% with Pacific Islanders. Pacific Islanders, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's even less, yeah. you know, because, yeah, you got a lot of Pacific Islanders oh, in Hawaii. So it's unfortunate that yeah. we're, so where is all our people, right? They yeah. all had to move. Yeah. So that's kind of why I took on doing this um, podcast, just to mm-hmm. talk story with our people and try and see, okay, how come you guys left and how are you doing? Okay. Yeah. Um, how can we help you or, you know, just get the word out oh, yeah. for people to understand what's happening yeah. to our Kanaka Maoli, especially. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is an awesome platform. And thank you for making a podcast like this, just to bring more education to the masses about, you know, oh. and not, not just Hawaiian people, local people, but everybody. Because the more and more I live up here, the more I try to educate to you, yeah, like the, um, People not from Hawaii. I I got offended when I first moved here, and some of my teammates in football was telling me, "Oh, you guys still live in grass huts?" And yeah. I thought there's like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" But like, you know, the local boys are coming out. But the more and more I, I <clears throat> understand and even educate myself about how people born and raised in California, how they were raised and their schooling system, education, they weren't taught about Hawaii and yes. the history of Hawaii. So I had to, you know, bring myself back down and just kind of, you know what, if they don't know, 
then we I tell them, educate them. Teach them, educate yeah. them, yep. Okay, so hold on, I want to kind of redirect this conversation and talk, sorry, about your oppor- your career opportunity because I know we've been talking about your music. So mm-hmm. you've been doing that mm-hmm. a lot, mostly at nighttime or on the side mm-hmm. kind of business. And then now you have a, a wonderful career. So can mm-hmm. you share a little bit about the career opportunity so we can see, you know, other Kanakas, if they want, there's some opportunities out there. But can you oh, share yeah. yours? There's a lot of opportunities, especially in this uh, Silicon Valley Bay Area with tech companies and all that. Um, I'm not a techie guy, but me getting my bachelor's in mass communications, I didn't know, first, I didn't know what I wanted to get a, my college degree in when I first got there. But then I started noticing communications, in, in particular mass communications, which is mainly media um, started uh, kind of calling to me. So I was like, oh. And then to me at the time, it seemed easy or the easiest major I could choose, which, um, you know, living more efficiently is good. Yeah? But I think it was easy to me because I enjoyed it. Um, kind of intertwined with, for me, mu- with my music, with Hawaiian music, with music period. So I ended up uh, going down that road, taking classes like radio, introduction to radio. I actually had a, small radio um, show in college. <laughs> it was just, just on the schools. Uh, actually, back in 2005, they started doing um, online radio. It was just the audio, of course, but it's funny to look back and see how the technology, how it's involved with radio and any media. But originally, it was just in the school. It was closed circuit. Um, but then it evolved to going online and then that's where I started to, I I was always a big fan too of Hawaiian radio, like in Honolulu with uh, Crash Ki Aloha, all the old timers. Um, mm-hmm. um, Briku Galuteria, um, Kimu Kahuano, um, somebody that I, uh, Uncle Sam Kapu, his family, uh, married to my mom's first cousin. Um, and then over the years, and when I was in school, I, I was fortunate enough one summer to take my internship in Honolulu at uh, KCCN and KINE Radio. So I got to friend all the ones that were working there at the time, Billy V, Lena Girl, Brother Wade Faldo, and uh, Randy Hudno, who recently passed away. So, um, wow, my God. Yeah, as far as, yeah, as far as my degree goes, that's what I want to do either when I move home to Hawaii, but now that I just think about saying that, like what you do with this podcast, we can do it from wherever we are in in the world with how technology has evolved. Evolved Because people yes. would ask me, yeah. Do people, it. Do it, Pomai. <laughs> people would ask me like, oh, what you going to do? Or like, um, I wouldn't mind working in radio or media like that, but I don't know the non, like, that pop music of today. That's like, I don't know it. I mean, I hear it on the radio. <clears throat> if somebody asked me to um, request me to sing it in one of my gigs, I might learn it and more appreciate the song. But for me, if I stayed here, really like long term, sports media would be what I would like to get into. But yeah, now I realized, and only now the light go on in my head. Oh, yeah. Lonnie being Hawaii for perpetuate the. I mean, 
playing music on radio or like internet radio or like your podcasts and yeah, so many different avenues come to think about it. But as yeah. far as my job that I have today, I work as an engineer at a Courtyard Marriott Hotel. And as far as a career, I've never been a person that can fix stuff like plumbing. I kind of knew plumbing a little bit, but electrical and all that kind of stuff as was never me, but I've learned. And for me, I just kind of keep this day job so because they're flexible, my schedule. So I can gig on weekends or I can travel to play music and hula competitions up and down the West Coast. Hey, that's um, important. So yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah. So for me, my, my schedule is my most important thing. Like, I can <laughs> I have issues at work, you know, namu namu, grumble a little bit. But mm. and, uh, then people tell me who I tell. Oh, sorry, you go find a new job. Nah, nah, I will stay because my schedule, they're flexible with it. I mean, I just go to talk about them, grumble, but then, you know, I still stick with it because they, my boss is really good at my schedule. Like, so that's why I try to, um, usually I don't work like right now. <laughs> I usually don't work on Sunday evenings, but uh, he needed somebody. So I worked this morning, then I came back for a few hours tonight. And uh, yeah, so that, that sorry, that question was really loaded as far as my answer. And my reply was to the question, but yeah, that's um, music is my passion. And I, <clears throat> some weekends this year, some weeks, of 10 gigs, 10 gigs in a week. And, and I've just been fortunate to be able to do that. And, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my Kai, keep up with your passion. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you got to get something just to pay the bills, right? So. Yeah. 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 And the so, discounts yeah. is too. And the discounts is good too. There you go, travel, the travel. discounts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. But there is opportunity out there for oh, yeah. people, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, they definitely. I mean, I know it's kind of a pre, pre to the the final question and thought, but um, of 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 the this podcast, but um, I highly suggest young people from Hawaii. Especially, I just this is just my opinion, but especially like um, Hawaiians, Kanaka Maoli. Like for me, that's all I knew was growing up in a homestead, and from the um, people, kids that are kids, the ones that I grew up with, they um, some of them they hardly left the windward side to go into Honolulu, to go into town, and. And even some, I've, unfortunately, I see some of my friends and family get stuck in the, you know, the drugs, the addiction. And it's funny how many of my friends I see, if they just got out of Waimanalo or even just got out of Hawaii, how much they, their life changed for the better, do positive things in their life. And yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just me. <laughs> So your final message is pretty much get out there, right? Yeah, I, I highly suggest. I mean, get, yeah, home is going to be there. I mean, I know changes and all this, but so many opportunities. See the world. I mean, Hawaiian people, local people get out there. So much to see in the world, not just in the mainland. I mean, I've been fortunate to be able to travel uh, internationally, Mexico, Barbados, I mean, I've been to 25 of the 50 states. 
Um, wow. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy traveling too. Yeah, just get out there. So much to see. Um, like I said, I've been to 25 states. My goal is to get to all 50 one day. Um, of course, travel more to different countries. And yeah. My kai, my kai. Just a little bit about our Hawaiian history. You know, our monarchs and our people yeah. back then, they left Hawaii, yeah. went, got educated, yeah. experienced the world, and brought that ike back yeah. to our yeah. people yeah. to help run the country. You know, so yeah. so yeah, you did it right. You're out there, you're yeah. gaining experience, you did your schooling, maybe yeah. one day you go back home, right? Yeah. That's that's the plan. It. That's the plan to go back home and I'm glad you brought up that monarch uh, how our monarchs was in traveling and bringing back Ike. And the longer I live here, I know most people know about Kalakaua, him passing in the Palace Hotel in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And in actually mm-hmm. in the lobby there's two thrones that Kalakaua uh, gifted to the Palace Hotel, which still is there today. It's in the lobby. I just did a oh, gig there. I did not know that. Yeah, and there's a plaque stating how much Kalakaua loved San Francisco Palace Hotel in particular, so he gifted them two thrones. It's still in the lobby. I had a gig there a month ago, and I didn't know that until 2019 when I had a gig there for the first time. And mm. I was just looking at the thrones, and I read the plaque. I think, whoa. I know he passed here, but yeah, the thrones and so much other um, history in the Bay Area, like with musicians, like um, Uncle Jerry Santos, he wrote Ku'uhome o Kahalu'u while he was living in San Francisco in 1975. And then Uncle Willie K, he spent like 10 years living here in the Bay Area. And then also learned that Ka'iulani, if he went to a school in a town called Benicia, um, which is just outside of San Francisco. So, so much history and Hawaiian Princess, history. Princess Kaiolani. Yeah, yeah. Princess Kaiolani. And yeah, I'm, I'm just so fortunate that I've uh, been blessed to be in an area, be in a place that I can continue our traditions in music, in language, in hula, and still thrive as not just a Kanaka Maoli, but just as a person and a human. Yeah. My kai. My kai. Yeah. Yeah. My kai. Or do you have anything else you want to share before we close? Um, thank you for reaching out to me about your podcast. And I, yeah, I, the more, I know podcast is a, has been a big thing for the last two to five years, but the more I see Hawaiian people do it, it makes me proud. I mean, to get something out there and, me and the two other guys that play music, we've been talking about possibly doing a podcast nowadays because, not nowadays, one day, but our schedules are so crazy. But I think with them, they can share their experiences of being a Hawaiian growing up mm-hmm. in California and mm-hmm. how that was for them because there's a song actually that I wrote, I got inspired by them. And um, it was a co-written, um, the last verse of the song was written by a female singer, Kanoi Kahaku. Um, and it's called Mainland Hawaiians. And it kind of comes from the their experiences growing up in um, California. And uh, there's a line in the song that says, um, we practice our culture each day while we're living in the Bay. 
and the so, yeah, yeah, that's so true. Like with us, and even even the more I let people listen to that song and uh, they hear the lyrics and I see them, it touches their heart. And as a musician, as a composer, at least I'm not. I don't write much songs because my brain is all over the place when I try to write something. But just on this 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 song just came out from the heart. And I mean, there's also a line that um, I talk about how. You know, sometimes when I'm I'm guilty of this, when get uh, family that move away or they grow up in the mainland, especially when I was young growing up, then they come visit for the summer or for whatever. Yeah, it's like, of course, our pigeon. You know, that's how we grow up talking, and I hear them talk their proper English. Oh, come we talk a lot of talk? You know, tease them, yeah. And I'm guilty of that, so I threw I threw a line like that in the song, and uh, just um. <laughs> Yeah, this, I think it's good to know from a mainland Hawaiian's perspective and a Kanaka Maoli or a local person's perspective, like different sides, like why they view people who move away, at least back then. Even it's changed since then, but it's to see their uh, their take on each each side. And if they come together to talk about it, they'll be like, oh, oh, like, you know, just... People just talk about certain subjects. They could be educated in a way that, like, wow, I never thought about it like that. Oh, oh, I know. I just was teasing you, but you know, I can understand if you're teasing a person or get, you know, might it'll be heart wrenching for them. But so yeah, like your podcast. I mean, great. I mean, just to share and just bring something to the table. We can talk about, get educated, and you know, perspective can be your perspective can change or. Or you can continue to enhance what you have as a person or your views. Yeah. Oh, mahalo, mahalo. Yeah. My advice to you is do it. Holo <laughs> moa, do it. Let's get that Kanaka voices out yeah. there. So, my yeah. kai, my kai. Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing yeah. your experience, and just spending time with me um, and just sharing everything. So, thank I'm you. so happy. And I want to commend you for being brave to leave Hawaii and do what you do, you Thank know, you. and maybe one day take that Ike back home. So yeah. Yeah. My kai. Yeah. Mahalo. My kai. Mahalo for having, so, having me. Yes. Thank you again. Mahalo. Thank you. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that session. Cause I know I did. I'm so glad Paul my kai is out there in the big world doing his thing and perpetuating his culture by sharing his musical talent. My kai loa po my kai. That's so awesome. Well, it's time to sign off. But before you leave, if you're listening to this podcast on a podcast app, please make sure you're clicking on that plus icon so you can get notifications when new episodes are released. And of course, make sure you press that stars and rate this show. Believe me. It really helps me with the listing of this show. Okay, everyone. I hope you have a Maika'i day. And I hope you return for the next episode on Hawaii Abroad Audio Podcast. I'm Auntie Max signing out. Aloha.